What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on SureDog.com. And today I am joined by uh, Miles Price for his big fight with Jeremy Stevens uh, this weekend uh, over at uh, PFL4. Miles, thank you very much uh, for joining me today. How are you? Hey, Sean, all is good. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks for having me on. No bother. Not, not a bother at all. For I th- first things first, I kind of want to ask you, we, we haven't had that many people, I suppose, on uh, you know on the PFL from this side of the world. I just want to know what, what it was like for you, you know, being in uh, a different promotion, being in kind of a new promotion for people on this side of the world and competing there. How did they treat you? And just how did it go, first of all, after one fight? Um, I, I really thought that the treatment was fantastic, to be honest with you. Uh, everything was ran on schedule. Uh, it was looked at. We were looked after, like, brilliantly in regards to... We had, like, kind of our own concierge that told us when everything was on and got anything that we needed at any given time. Uh, testing was brilliant. Uh, just basically, it was just ran really well. I felt like I was just looked after as a fighter and... Uh, I feel like everything was just super well organized, to be honest. So um, for me, it was a treat. Yeah, it was a really great experience. I know that the PFL have been kind of, they've been looking for people. And I was even talking to a couple of people for the PFL before you were signing and before they were looking at a few others. And I know they've moved in with, with the UK now and other places as well. Um, you know, is it important for you to be kind of one of the, the, the people from this side of the world kind of representing as well? Because I know, you know, you spoke to us before in one of our, our streams over in Severe Man said, you know, you wanted to decide for PFL, you wanted to go there. Is that, was it important for you to be one of the first people there? Um, I suppose it's an added kind of uh, extra. Yeah, like it, you would, to be the first Irish man on a big promotion like that is, is it means a lot for sure. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's like an overly big deal or anything like that, you know. Uh, it's just an honour to fight on any sort of a big promotion, really, and uh, represent myself and my team and country and county. So, yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, you know, I, I, I forget sometimes that I am the first guy to get into PFL and hopefully that opens his doors to many other Irish athletes now as well, you know. A hundred percent. I think I think it'll be absolutely great. Reflect on that first fight against Anthony Pettis. You know, I know you put up a post afterwards about kind of the, the mental side uh, of the game. Was was that a big part of it? Because going into the fight, you know, we were I was analysing and everyone else was analysing. And after looking at your great win over Peter Quigley and the fantastic wrestling you had in that fight, you know, the obvious thing against Anthony Pettis going and wrestling, and you did that. To the, at the very start and it kind of obviously worked against you reflecting on that was it was it the three years out of the cage was it just being too anxious maybe to get the fight to the ground what, what what was it for you reflecting on it i think you hit the nail in the head to be honest with you sean i think it was a bit of a merge of the two to be honest with you i think it was the time off and the anxiety i was just basically gun shy it wasn't like it didn't feel like me in there to be honest uh and that's no excuses. I don't like throwing out excuses. Everybody has something that they bring into a fight, be it an injury or it's something they're going through in their personal life. But for me, I felt like on reflection afterwards that as much as I prepared mentally and physically for it, um, th- this time it was a little bit too much time in between. And uh, it was a... Uh, it was just one of those things, you know, when your nervous system hasn't been in a stressful situation like that in a long time, it's going to fight, flight or freeze, you know, and you can't flight because you're locked into a cage. So <laughs> it's uh, it, there are certain moments where I froze and I rushed certain things. And 
my style of athlete of uh, of athletic approach is calm cool collected feel things out uh, but with calculated pressure like you know and it, it just didn't it, it was too forced so I froze and forced things and there was some circumstances within the there were some moments in the in the fight when I looked back and broke it down with my sports psychologist and took my notes that I, I was just not really reacting the way I usually would so I feel like that it had more of an effect on me than what I perceived heading in there the time off so I think you hit the nail in the head with that to be honest with you yeah in actual fight itself when you went for that technique, I noticed you kind of like the head hit the ground a little bit. What did that hurt? Well, well like it, it, oh, well, obviously it hurt. You hit your fucking head off the ground, but it wasn't one of those things that kind of stunned you. And in the second you pop back up, he's hitting you with a, a big uppercut. Or you know, was it a thing that you didn't even really notice at the time? I didn't really notice. No, I went for. I went for. Uh, I would have liked to have stood and and and, and use my striking a bit more against uh, my last opponent because I like you know I came from a striking background. Like I know I improved my wrestling a lot, and I've done stages throughout my career of. I've uh, done a lot of jujitsu, and then I focused on my or started with the striking, then jujitsu, then it morphed into kind of the wrestling. Uh, but I, I felt like that it was when I went for that shot, it it felt like that my entry was not really set up. But if you look at the moment where I went for the shot, as he stepped back, I kind of lost my balance and I fell to my right. <laughs> and then he kind of uppercutted me as I was, uh, and true, I think he threw five or six shots as I was trying to get my balance. So. Bit of a whoopsie at the start, all right. <laughs> uh, it it must be so hard because like you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, really. Because you know, as you said, you are a very good striker. Maybe people forget that because of the the Quilly fight. But you know, when you're fighting Anthony Pettis, you can be as good a striker as you want sometimes, I suppose. But if you have the good wrestling, you might as well use that. But then you're stuck between that. You're like, should I go in there and should I wrestle Anthony Pettis from second one, or should I go in there and strike with him, set it up a bit? If like, let's say you went in there and you struck with him and you ended up, you know, getting hurt or whatever, finish like that, people will be saying, why didn't he go for the take? from second one so from yeah <laughs> that must be a tough d- decision to make even preparing for the fight it's a yeah exactly yeah it's a it's weird stuck between a rock and a hard place i suppose but uh still it i think that that freeze moment came when i rushed the takedown like it's one thing implementing your wrestling uh but it's another thing kind of desperately banking on it and that's the kind of moment where i didn't compose myself and set it up with a little bit more efficiency, you know? So, yeah. But this, that's the fight game. It happens, you know? Somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Yeah. It's up to you to learn from it, and that's it, you know? And how long did it take you, I suppose, to decompress after that, or, or just decompress, you know, or whatever the word might be, you know, take away what you need to take from the mental side of it, as well as the, you know, the physical side, as well as the technical side of it after the fight? I know, you, as I mentioned, you put up that post, but was it one of those things, like, it's the biggest fight of your life against Anthony Pettis, you know, this, this big former UFC champion? Was it a thing that took a long time, or did you kind of, you know, start it out in your head pretty quickly? Uh, it took me probably about a week. Like when I put that post up on social media, I think it was about a week after. Uh, I, I took that time like to really reflect. Like obviously, I only contacted people who were very close in my circle, and uh, I stayed off social media. Just didn't really message anyone back. But that that was kind of my the moment where I sent out like a general post just to kind of give my general reflection. 
and to say thanks as well for uh, anybody that supported me and any fans or people that just had had interest in the fight just to message them all back individually because I, I am like that like you know if I if I get a message of someone I do take the time to message them back even just to say thanks like you know so, so I but I needed time to reflect on it so about a week like yeah about a week it's it's a it's a hard pill to swallow like but at the end of the day like you know no guts no glory like you know uh, <laughs> I, I'm in there yeah uh, putting my best performance in regardless like that was my best performance on that night i know i'm better than that skill wise 100 there's factors that could that came into it that i discussed with you there that definitely felt like influenced the fight but i still stepped in you know like three and a half year layoff against the former ufc world champion i mean you know, there was times there where I thought I wasn't going to fight again in that three and a half year layoff. I wasn't living like the martial arts lifestyle really or anything like that. Like, you know, it's kind of been in there with training. So, you know, I have to give myself a pat on the back as well, you know, to step in there uh, at that type of fight after three and a half years. I mean, what a learning experience. Like, you know, like that's me shaking off the, the rust a lot. Like, you know, it's like just to be in there with those with those circumstances at play uh since then i've just felt really great in training i just feel like really relaxed and kind of just feel like that it's ah lovely what a great experience it just felt really good it took me about a week but after the week i was grand like yeah i want to get to what's next and obviously you know you're the three and a three and a half uh, year turnaround you've almost a three and a half week turnaround this time we'll get to that in a second but in in the in the three and a half years you were off you know, you spoke about maybe not coming back there. And I know you, you had the gym and you're working and doing everything. And obviously we had the pandemic as well. But you were supposed to fight Alfie Davis, obviously, in Bellator. And that didn't happen. And then, you know, yourself and Bellator went your separate ways. And obviously you ended up then in, in PFL. But was it the case? I mean, like, you beat Peter Queeley. And that, that was a fight that Peter Queeley was supposed to win, if we want to put it that way, for Bellator. Yeah. You know, Bellator pushing, and they've done a great job, you know, pushing Peter Queeley, and they got him they into have, a title yeah, fight, yeah. and he's done a great job himself as well, don't, don't get me wrong. But did, did you feel like yeah. it was a case of Bellator didn't want you there, or they were, what was it? And, and what were the other things that kind of stopped you from fighting in those three and a half years? Well, you know, uh, well, one, because of just a change of identity in a lot of ways, to be honest with you, Sean, especially throughout the pandemic, you know, like uh, I felt like that I was just really falling into the coaching role a lot and falling into uh, my future aspirations with academics. You know, I want to go back to college. So, uh, you know, there's this kind of tie, but also it's a huge part of who I am, you know, like I'm not able to move on to other chapters in my life as being a coach or into academics if I don't kind of put that to bed to a degree like regardless of results i have to give it 100 percent and know that i faced uh myself and i took risks you know so uh that kind of happened there with the i'm sorry what was that with bellator well the difference with bellator and pfl is in a similar kind of way you know like you know pfl knew that i was coming off a three and a half year layoff they want to push the poster by anthony pettis but you know, that's one narrative, but the other narrative is they're giving me a great opportunity. Do you know what I mean? So although I knew that with Bellator was kind of the case as well, where they're bringing me in, it's a good enough matchup where it's going to be challenging for Peter. Uh, but also they, they think that Peter's going to win. You know what I mean? And they want to push Peter. Uh, and that's fine. Like that's a bit their business model. But Bellator 
didn't really follow up after that like even though i earned a good fight after that like look at the fight that they're giving me now with pfl again like you know they're giving me jeremy stevens they're giving me another big fight and that's coming off a loss do you know what i mean so <laughs> i think that's kind of where the difference is a little bit and i i i don't have any real resentment you could say against any promotion that tries to push a certain fire because that's their business model like you know like they're not going to be forgiven with that that's just the way it is like you know but there's uh yeah i think that there's differences though as well you know yeah was there any injuries in that time off as well or was it all kind of what you mentioned there you know not being able to get fights and then obviously going with the pfl and waiting for him or what was was there any injury problems as well Ah, there was a couple of niggly injuries here and there. Nothing crazy, really. Like, it was more kind of just living life, really, to be honest with you, You know, and the time off, like, you know, and uh, as I was saying to you, just contemplating probably not fighting again and then moving down a different road. But, you know, the itch came back. So, yeah. How hard is it, how hard is it I suppose, to switch from being a, a, you know, a trainer and even, you know, I know you work with, with up-and-coming pros, but to, you know, younger people probably as well and training the basics and teaching them things like that to move from that to being like a killer going in there fighting Anthony Pettis at the very top level. Was there an adjustment there? And I know you speak a lot about the, the mental side of it as well. Was there an adjustment mentally that you had to get in camp? You know, I know you train above and with Team Rhino as well. Was that a sort of thing that you had to do before you came back? Uh... Uh, I, I'm kind of the type that just tends to jump into deep ends uh, sometimes and that's not, not exactly a good thing either it's something I have to be aware of you know like <laughs> so, uh, so I did do a little bit of uh, pre kind of fight preparation but it was a little bit I would have liked a little bit more time I jumped in a little bit too like you know what I mean so that's why even when the fight got pushed forward with Pettis I was delighted because it, it just gave me that little bit more time to kind of adjust and, and figure things out like you know but now it feels like I've been at, I, I'm just back to where I was years ago, you know what I mean? Because I've done so much, like this league format just keeps you so switched on and active all the time, you know? So it's <laughs> just ready to really get in and have fun and perform, like, yeah. I know you went over to Germany as well to, to train. What, what was that like? And have you been able to get back there before this fight or was it too short of a notice, I suppose, between fights? It was a bit too short of a notice and you know i really do like training over there in ufd uh they're a great gym great bunch of guys really supportive and just nice guys as well like you know what i mean like just a great team well do you know there's not there's no place like home really like you know like i mean you could have like i could literally do my whole camp like just sparring james sheehan and i know that i get like great work out of it like you know and i'm going to be like the best version of myself uh with that type of trainer partner he's a beast like but the only reason why i went away was to save my body from the travel travel the constant traveling especially at the start of camp because your body isn't used to the hard training anymore especially with the time off i had so the traveling would have had a big effect on kind of you know my back my hips all that stuff you know as you're getting older these little niggles start to play a factor and uh i suppose shedding away responsibility because as you said um i find it difficult to make that separation of coach and athlete because you know you 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 go from being um selfless to selfish you know so you have to be a little bit more selfish as the athlete and you know i find it hard to switch that off i have to delegate it and then kind of exit for a little while like you know like going to germany and just zoning in but when you come back it's engraved into who you are 
you know what I mean? A little bit more. So it's not as much of a deal. And my body's able to cope with the traveling a bit more now as well, which is great. Like, it means I can get up to the guys. I can travel to, uh, to, to different gyms if I'd like. I train a, diff- a couple of different gyms as well. So when you're, so if you're in, in St. Team right now and you're training there for a week, are you traveling up from Kilkenny and down every day? Is that the way it works? Yeah, I travel up. I, like I have my my set hard sparring days. Like you know what I mean. Like Saturdays and Mondays are my two hard sparring days. Like you know, so I travel up to them. Yeah, and while I'm up there, I'll go to my sports psychologist and I'll you know probably find another gym or something and train, and then I'll come back. That must be a tough slog. Like I you know I, I I think I've only done it once, probably driving from Kilkenny up to Dublin. But you know it's a it's a tough slog going up and down there all the time. And, and you know you say in your body and and everything as well. But like. I know there's lots of I've actually talked about it recently and there's lots of different fighters from different parts of Ireland now on you know on you know, obviously you're in PFL but in Bellator and other places as well and a lot of the training is centralised in Dublin is that a thing you're kind of looking at as well yourself opening up your own gym that maybe you can have you know a central hub there you know we know Brian Moore is over in Wexford and there's like great gyms obviously down in Cork and up the north as well is that something you kind of want to provide in the future as well? I do yeah because everything is is really as you said like you put it really great there like I mean you hit it in the head like everything's in Dublin you know you have to travel to Dublin like you know and do you know what I, I, I'd like to think that I'd have the aspirations because I have a lot of great talent in my gym I really do like you know what I mean but you know it takes a, a coach that's really there 99.9% of the time and really fully committed to kind of to to get that talent and mold it into something, you know, because talent walks in and out with the door all the time, you know, it's the hard work and consistency that matters. So I'm looking forward to really dedicating myself 100% as a coach, uh, along with some other things on the go, as everybody's life is like, uh, and just really kind of focus on making it a hub down in Kilkenny because we have the experience, we have the coaching staff, you have an amazing coaching staff there in Team Rhino Kilkenny and we have the athletes and the talent and the young and the young and the young uh, the young people that come in are very eager, you know. It's just uh, I'm the head poncho, so I bring a certain energy, uh, I bring a certain expectation, and uh, that can only really come into full fruition. Like there's a lot of athletes that that are doing very well in Team Rhino Kilkenny at the moment, but you know, in order to make it the hub that you're talking about, it, it, it does require uh, my energy being 100% there, not between fighting and coaching, you know. Oh, and even sense. like when, you're, when your time is off, sorry, Sean, when your time, even though I take a long time, I took, I have taken lots of long times in, off in between fights. If you're not actually finished in your mind, it's still, you're still not able to 100% commit, like, you know, so... <laughs> I get hundreds. It's funny as well. You mentioned the athletes. It's actually something I've talked about before, and it's very interesting. Say over in New Zealand is the example I always take. There's lots of rugby players there who you know they finish up rugby, and it's a great base to go into fighting MMA. We even saw with Kyle Pinder here in Ireland. But if people don't know, maybe if people listen to this in America, Kilkenny is a massive athletic hub, like for hurling the best, or oh, apart from Limerick now, obviously, but the best hurling county <laughs> in Ireland. You know, true, for for the, yeah, well at the moment, but for for the last what. 
20 years but going on back you know 100 years of, of tradition and if you know even if someone doesn't make it say to the senior panel or whatever they're a very good athlete they've tried very hard if they were to move to MMA you know that athletic base is there and it could be it could be absolutely massive so that's definitely a, a wise thing on your part maybe if you could get some of those people in it'd be absolutely brilliant but to, to, maybe that's a, a chat for another that we could probably talk about that for an yeah. hour but you you know to move on to, to the next fight, you had the the mental, I suppose, aspect of making it three and a half years and getting back to a fight. <laughs> now you have only, I'm just looking at your side, it's, it's around five weeks, is it, between those two fights? And obviously you said you took that week kind of to, to, to decompartmentalize uh, decompar- after the last fight. So it's basically only a month between Anthony Pettis and Jeremy Stevens. For you, how, how is the preparation mean? How Has it been tough, obviously, or what? Just a few days out now, a week out from that fight. What, what's the preparation been like for that one, and how have you found it mentally as well? Um, mentally, it feels like it's been a long time between the last fight and this fight, to be honest with you. Um, I, because it, it's, a, it's a strange feeling, Sean. I, I've only really done it once between... My fight with Phil Rayburn, the Welsh fella, and Norman Park, where there's like a maintenance of your peak. That's basically all it is like, you know, and your your weight. Like it's a bit of a slog with the weight because you want to eat and not feel guilty about eating, even though you get away with that a little bit more because you're only after I'm only after cutting weight four, four or six weeks ago. But I think the only difference is for me is that you're not building towards a peak, you're managing a peak. So that's basically just the way it's been since the fight. Like, you know, I feel like I've been ready to fight for the last six weeks and trying to rein and back the horse a little bit and not, not to burn out and just pull it back. And it's a lot more recovery days and a lot more little tweaks and stuff like that. Like I'm not training like twice a day, killing myself. It's like, I might do, three hard sessions a week and the rest is like foam rolling or recovery clinics and pools and yoga and light runs and do you know what I mean? It's like maintenance work and picking your hard sessions. You don't, all the hard work's done for months ago. That, some that'll suit some people and some people that want to like we, we see guys even say on the ultimate fighter they have a couple of weeks between fights and say someone like Artem we did the ultimate fighter and knock three lads out in a row and then some other people that go to the ultimate fighter it wouldn't suit them and then they go into another you know the UFC or whatever it might be and have a great career for you what way do you think it's gonna go for you will it suit you and the fact that the, you know you were so long out between the last fight and this fight that you know, you probably don't need that big long camping because you've had such you know such a preparation for the last fight. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'll be honest with you. I kind of I, I kind of enjoy it to be honest with you. It forced me as well to to not dwell too much on the uh, on my last fight. You know, uh, like you know, you kind of have to get you kind of develop a very resilient mind. You know, and you just kind of learn to mourn the loss a lot a lot faster. You know, because, yeah, of course, it was disappointing, you know, like I had an opportunity to 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 beat Anthony Pettis. He's a former UFC world champion. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I got to pat myself in the back for going in there. I got to objectively look at it and just go, right, OK, I've lost. It's done now. What can I do? What can I do differently for next time? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just move on. It's like that. That resilience is built very fast from these short, these short fights in in a row and you're getting a lot of your work in for fights in a league format so it's in a season format and you know it's kind of done for the year then i I, i'm kind of happier to be honest with you to have 
set fights in place where I'm not like, right, that's a fight done now. Uh, it's t- another two years off. Like, <laughs> I'd rather just have the fights there. At least they're there, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. I know that they're there. Yeah. And, that, and that fight is Jeremy Stevens as well. So it's, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire here in the VFL. It's no easy matchmaking. Yeah. But also, you know, no. great matchmaking in terms of you having massive opportunity again to take on someone like Jeremy Stevens. From your point of view, how do you think you match up watching? Obviously, Jeremy Stevens had one of the fights of the year against uh, Clay Collard there only a few weeks ago, which might be the greatest thing for him coming back in after taking that amount of damage. But how do you think you line up against uh, Jeremy Stevens? I think I'm a tricky matchup. I think it, it, when, when it comes to the night is when it's going to uh, really shine through. I feel like that. Uh, I feel like I was a bad matchup for Pettis as well, but <laughs> it didn't work out. So it, it comes to, at the end of the day, uh, I'm a bad matchup for anybody if I'm on form. And I really feel like I'm, I'm peaking to be on form mentally and physically. Like the rust has been shaken off now. I'm just ready to go in here and and give Jeremy a bit of a hard time, you know. I feel like that I've always fared out pretty well against guys who uh, tense up or a little bit emotional, like to swing and get wild. Because uh, when I'm on farm, the Cam Cool collected miles that can pick guys off and, and implement a good solid game plan and have good rational decision-making while in heated exchanges. I feel like he can fade in the later rounds, you know, and I feel like that if he doesn't get off those heavy shots, like he plants his feet and he throws very hard. And I think that he's a, uh, actually a lot better fighter than uh, what he gives off when he fights, you know, because he lets his emotions, I think, get the better of him. And he likes to like the idea that he's going to knock someone out. So he banks on that. So I'm hoping you use that against him. Like, you know, that's what I'm going to do in the fight. And I feel like that, uh, if the stars align on the night and the butterflies are flying in the right por- formation, then I'm a terrible matchup for him. Yeah. When you look at him as well, like you look at his last two fights, obviously he went in there with Clay Collard. It was, it was a great fight, but he, he lost that fight, you know, standing up. And we've seen Clay boxing a lot. And then, it, was it his fight previous or maybe one for Matthias Cameron anyway, took him down almost immediately and submitted him. When you're looking at that, like which side of the road, I suppose, do you fall on when you're planning to fight him? Um, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really going in here with the same kind of mindset like uh, I did with the Pettis fight because I feel like that was kind of one of the things that I could have done a bit differently. Is not bank so hard on a game plan. It's like I have a general, a general awareness of the things he does well, the things I do well, the things I'd like to um, implement against him that work around his weaknesses. You know, but you don't know what's on. It's chaotic as fuck. Sorry, excuse my French. He's so chaotic MMA, isn't it? It's like it's mad. Madness, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm just going to go in, have a general kind of game plan that I'm going to stick with, and then adapt to whatever comes my way. You know, because I feel like uh, going by those last two fights, like I'm the looser, rangier, more precise striker, and I'm able to take him down and submit him too. So. Uh, I think it could go either way, but he has great striking too, and he has great wrestling too. Like you know, like he's a UFC vet. Like I mean, he has lots and lots of fights. So uh, it just comes down to who implements their game plan and who brings the correct energy and keeps the rhythm, the rhythm on their side. You know. 
100%. Miles, I really appreciate the time. Thanks very much. Uh, best of luck uh, this weekend. I know everyone here in Ireland is, is looking forward to it and uh, it should be, uh, should be a fun fight. Appreciate the time. Thanks so much for having me on, Sean. It's been great to be here. Thanks. Lovely.